For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This summer, Sprite is bringing you the Live from the Label Tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip-hop artists, including Lotto, Saweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows. We causing a commotion. Brought to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite's Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, the Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. (laughs) Okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed GEICO agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Thank you for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Your co-host Connor Miles here bringing my quick hits topics today on Monday. And, you know, this loss doesn't get any easier, guys. It doesn't get any easier to digest. And reading all the headlines after Doug Peterson spoke today, it it doesn't make me feel any better. And I'll just roll right into it. Carson Wentz is already owning up the loss. He's accepting the blame. He's not not playing the blame game. He's not pointing at the O-line for making him erratic. Which is the right thing to do. I mean, that's a leader. That's a leading franchise quarterback right there. And I agree with him. I think he needs to sort of the blame on this one. Look, we're not accustomed to Carson Wentz being bad. As much as the trolls out there want to always mock him for his injuries, as much as people always downplay the player that Carson Wentz is, it's just not true. Majority of the time he's out there, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But there are times where he completely escapes himself and the player that he is and then looks like he doesn't belong in the NFL. Honestly, I love Carson Wentz. I will ride for Carson Wentz. I was super incredibly high on Carson Wentz before he became a Philadelphia Eagle. I'm very into watching draft film, especially quarterbacks. And in 2016, coming out of the draft, I was all in on Carson Wentz being QB1. Always thought he was way better than golf. Always thought he was going to be better than Paxton Lynch. Did not see Dak Prescott being that good, but obviously still think Carson Wentz is better. But there are times, and I specifically highlighted three times where I can remember off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's a couple other games out there, but these are the three games that stick out in my mind when I think about Carson Wentz and the way he gets erratic and he completely loses himself and his play. So the first game is going to be against the Bengals in 2016. Again, this is his rookie year, and... The, the pattern between these games I'm going to bring up is a little alarming. So, in 2016 against the Bengals, Carson went through for 60 times. 60 as a rookie quarterback. Which is just inexcusable. And that's where you look at Doug on that one. But he threw 60 times and had three interceptions. Completely erratic. 
completely erratic that game. It was way played completely out of structure, and it showed it wasn't Carson Wentz. That wasn't the caliber player Carson Wentz is. That's not how Carson Wentz plays the game. If you go back and watch that Bengals game, you'll see what I'm talking about. He just lost himself. And the pattern between these games is you always see it. When he loses his cool, when he's rattled. I, I, I call it rattled. Because when the pressure takes its toll on Carson Wentz, he loses every part of his game, I feel like. The next instance is 2018 versus the Saints where he threw three interceptions. It was 19 for 33. looked awful. That was the that was the game where we saw you took a, a sideline shot of Carson Wentz and he th- tossed his helmet as hard as he can in, at the bench. And that was really the undoing of his 2018 season. I know he played a couple games after that, but that was really his undoing with, with his back issues was that game. Again, I thought that game, I mean, look, the Eagles didn't have a run game that year at all. They had Wendell Swallow and Josh Adams. But again, I, I thought Doug Peterson let him down in that game. The the trust that Doug Peterson has in Carson Wentz is completely evident, but when your quarterback starts not playing to the caliber that you expect him to, you got to help him out. I'm not sure Doug Peterson knows how to help out Carson Wentz yet. I don't know. The adjustments just weren't there, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned. And then the last game is the Seahawks last year, 2019. He threw the ball 45 times, had two interceptions, a bunch of fumbles, completely played out of his rhythm. So when Carson Wentz gets out of this rhythm, let's just call it a rhythm, what, you see these three games, because I can only, there's few, like I said, few and far between where he plays like this. These are just the three games off the top of my head. I thought Sunday was his fourth. I thought Sunday was that game. Just along the likes of these ones, I thought that's how he played on Sunday. The pressure got to him. It definitely took its toll on him, but again, I, look, I completely understand. The whole entire right side of the offensive line fell apart. There's blame to go all around, but no quarterback has it work for him perfectly. Russell Wilson is completely used to making plays out of structure with the way Seattle constructs an offensive line. Deshaun Watson does it in Houston all the time. It happens. There's going to be injuries on the offensive lines. There's going to be a bad player. on the. It's so hard. It's an offensive line-starved league. So... As much as I do want to blame the offensive line, I have to look at Carson Wentz and the Superman plays that he tries to make. Look, I'm not telling Carson Wentz to change the player he is. That's who he is. That's who he was at North Dakota State. That's what he brought to the NFL. That's who he is as a player. He's going to try to extend the plays, and we cheer when it works, and then we kill him when it doesn't. The thing about it is some of these plays are avoidable, and he's going to have to learn that. It's year five now. You need to throw the ball away. When your offensive line is getting battered the way it does, you cannot make Superman plays when the whole entire defensive line you're facing has two units that are productive, the starters and the backups. You're not going to get away with that many Superman plays. It's just not going to happen. So I would like to see him be more protective of the fumbles happen because he's always trying to extend the play and make it make something happen. Be Superman, and like I said, when it works, we cheer. When it doesn't, we boo. There needs to be some kind of balance in between that, and that's where I start looking at Doug Peterson. Be the balance that you were, that you are to car- look. Whatever Doug Peterson, David Nick Foles. Where he found to manage the player to his strengths and weaknesses, he needs to. St- he he hasn't figured that out with Carson Wentz. And this is not me saying the Eagles should have went with Nick Foles. 
Carson Wentz is a top 10 caliber quarterback without a doubt. Without a doubt. The Eagles deciding to go with him is great. I just don't know what kind of page him and Doug are on. I never can quite pinpoint that. I pinpointed it well in 2017 because everything was going right for the Eagles that year on offense. Everything was going right. The plays downfield were happening. The underneath stuff was there. The run game was one of the best in the league. Everything was going right. Since then, with Carson Wentz under center, it has not. And I don't know if Doug Pearson and him have found that common denominator yet of how I can help you be better or how when you're in trouble, I'll be able to take care of you or we'll do this when when something goes wrong. I don't know if there's a middle ground there. I think the way that the Eagles view the Carson Wentz, the way the staff views Carson Wentz is he can change the whole entire game for you. I absolutely understand that. But when you have the injuries on the offensive line like you do, when you have a, res- a receiving core, I want to say that it's an, an inexperienced receiving core. Because really, they really relied on John Hightower out there a lot. They relied on Jalen Rager out there a lot. Just a lot of young guys. They relied on Dallas Goddard a lot, who was only in his third year still. Let's not forget. And everything just looked so out of structure. I don't know. Guys, I, I, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I just need to see some improvements where... Carson Wentz is in trouble. The Eagles don't just rely on him to get himself out of it. They do some things like the the screen game, the the quick passing game, the to neutralize the defensive line that's getting a ton of pressure on you guys. You should just throw, start throwing slants to Rager, start throwing slants to Deshaun, start throwing screens to Boston, quick outs with Boston, quick hit him in the flats. Uh, they didn't do that. How are you helping your quarterback who's getting relentless pressure in his face if you're not utilizing the quick passing game that's how that's how teams used to destroy the eagles their defensive line was always great aaron Rodgers was perfect at this the eagles defense line is always great the secondary is crap which i would argue that was washington and they would just quick pass it to neutralize the eagles defense to get the defensive line to get them gassed and he would tear they would tear us apart because our secondary couldn't cover a nosebleed the eagles had the opportunity to do that in washington they didn't do it so yeah, it's it, it's crazy to me though. I'm I'm still this game still not sitting right with me right now, and I know I'm being a little harsh on Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, but because it's only week one, I feel like this team get turned around for sure. But yeah, I'm a little. It's a little alarming that we're in year five with these two together, and I'm I'm still questioning if Doug Peterson can bail out his quarterback when things get in disarray, because he's not used to it, I get it, like I, like I just said, this isn't like this is natural for Carson Wentz, it's usually once a year, if that, so I completely get it, but there has to be, there ha- they have to figure this out, because Brandon Brooks is not coming back till at least then end of December, January, if they do decide to, if he is healthy enough to play, Jason Peters is going to miss time, we all know it, Lane Johnson I don't know if you if he comes back. How long can you guarantee me him playing? He might get hurt again. I mean, he's showing signs of of wearing down health wise. These things keep popping up with him. It seems like so your offensive line most likely is going to be in disarray majority of the season. You hope that Sayumalu continues to be the player that he is. Kelsey continues to be the player that he is. But uh, with Lane's injury concerns. 
with the right guard the way it's looking right now, because now the Eagles want to commit to who is it going to be Nate Herberg? Is it going to be Matt Pryor? They're going to decide the during the week during practice. It's going to be a long season from the offensive line, so they're going to have to figure Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson have to convene and just figure it out. They're just going to have to, especially when you have such an experience at wide receiver, the the connection, the chemistry is just not there yet. I mean, Carson Wentz has only played one. The, the second really that was like his third game with Deshaun Jackson. Second meaningful with Deshaun at least playing a little bit more than he did outside of week one in 2019, but we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, yeah, I just want to see some common ground made. That's all I want to see. I want to see some common ground made. I want to see what, how Doug and Carson adjust given the offensive line the way it is. That's all I want to see. So, moving in, let's go on to injuries again. Injuries are piling up. Brandon Graham in concussion protocol. Yikes. Vinny Curry expected to miss significant amount of time, which we all seem to figure it out in our heads already. The Eagles D-line is reeling with a matchup coming against a team that they direly need to perform in facing the Los Angeles Rams in that weak offensive line. Josh Sweat recorded the fastest sack in the NFL yesterday on Sunday. So we obviously see that he is meeting the standard. He's going to be that surprise performer on that defensive line this year. He's going to be that guy. He might even step in and take Derek Barnett's job. It's not that crazy to think. At least play more snaps than Derek Barnett. It's possible, but they have something in Joshua. I fully believe that. But Hargrave, we don't know when he's going to play yet. Malik Jackson, you have to have him on a snap cat. He missed the whole entire season last year. But he did play good. I thought he was everywhere on Sunday. Fletcher Cox. I don't want to say that age is finally getting to Fletcher Cox. But he needs everybody around him to start playing a little bit better. Because he's always going to be the focus of every team. Of every offense, he's going to be the main focus. Double protect. Uh, excuse me, double block. Max protect. Get, get Fletcher Cox out of the game. That's what teams are going to focus on. Even if, even with the addition, addition of Javon Hargrave back, even with Brandon Graham, even when Burnett's back, the main focus is always going to be Fletcher Cox. If you take Graham out of this, and you start Gennard Avery, Josh Sweat, Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, against this, I, again, it's a really weak offensive line in Los Angeles, but... If you don't get the pressure on Jared Goff, who we have all know what kind of what type of quarterback he is under pressure, it's going to be a long day again for Philadelphia. They need this defensive line to feast in this game in order to win. They absolutely we all know what kind of quarterback Jared Goff is under pressure. You get him rattled, you will get the turnovers and you will win that game. So the Eagles are going to need the defensive line to step up and now you're looking at some maybe Joe Osman getting called up if Brandon Graham can't play on Sunday. Casey Tuhill being active, perhaps. Gerard Avery getting majority of the defensive starting defensive end snaps. Yikes! Yeah, it's it's not pretty. The injuries are look like I said yesterday on the quick hits. The Eagles went through the trenches. The offensive line, the defensive line. The fact that those might be their two or weaker weaker units heading into a matchup against a it's a it's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good Los Angeles team on paper. It's not ideal. So uh, it's going to be tough. I need, I need the Eagles to figure something out. I need the injuries to just stop. Don't we all? I'm preaching to the choir. But uh, just tough sledding for the Eagles right now with all the injuries. I, I, I don't know what they do. Vinny Curry missing significant time is huge. Wait, you, they have these role players, guys. They have these role players that are not household, household names. They're not guys that most the casual fans think of. 
but they provide roles in their death. And Vinny Curry and Will Parks are the two guys that I'm talking about that are already injured for the Eagles that make such a huge impact. Will Parks will be a player for the Eagles, guys. I, I guarantee it. But being the third safety, being the the third defensive end really to rely on, uh, coming off a really productive season last year in Vinny Curry, to lose both those guys right out of the gate, basically, huge losses for the defense. Huge losses. It's The injuries just got, they got to relax. But uh, moving on, let's segue into Deshaun Jackson. Apparently, he was on a pitch count yesterday. The speedster wide receiver only played 54% of the snaps versus Washington with minimal impact. And then he goes on Twitter and he announces he was fully after. I mean, excuse me. He was fully ha- healthy after the game. Doug Peterson was questioned about it today, and he, his answer was, we want to preserve his long-term availability. Like, that's just not an acceptable answer. I'm sorry. Deshaun Jackson, I understand that you need Deshaun Jackson to be, to play majority of the season this year. I completely get it. But come on, man. He might be in his last season in the NFL. He's definitely, I believe, he's definitely in his last season in Philadelphia. No matter what. If he decides to play after that, that's on him. It's not going to be in Philly. I, I just believe it. So you're going to pres- limit him? If he gets hurt again, he gets hurt again. It is what it is. Then you keep going to the next guy. You don't put somebody on a pitch count so you could put out John Hightower, who's clearly not ready. Again, I'm high on John Hightower. I think he can be a player for the Eagles. I don't think this is another Matt Collins, Shelton Gibson type of guy. I think this guy can provide a role. But you're asking a rookie wide receiver in the most unorthodox offseason who didn't get a preseason to come in and play these significant snaps, have more targets than your second-round pick last year. When you have Deshaun Jackson, who you're trying to preserve his long-term availability, he's not even going to be on the team long-term. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans use their homes for better living. Whether that be through refinancing your mortgage, accessing cash through your home's equity, or helping you purchase a new home, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333, licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing, equal housing opportunity. Discover the new three-step Pro Partial range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart. Not only that, not only that, but the Eagles face out Zach Ertz out of the game plan. Like I said, like I reported yesterday on the Quick Hits, which, again, was told by a verified source, very close to Zach Ertz, that they pretty much took him out of the game plan for that little Howie spiel. But you you phased your two top proven performers out of your offense. And then with all the the injuries and inconsistencies on the offensive line where you're completely worried about that going into the game anyways, you decide to shy away from your bread and butter, your... your your, your speedster wide receiver who your quarterback was throwing dimes to and uh, on the great page with the one game that they played 
the tight end that your quarterback trusts more than any player on this team. You phase him out of the game with all the prospects that are looking ahead of you, in front of you, excuse me. See, I don't know what's going on over there. This is so unlike Doug Peterson. This is why I continue to say I think this was his worst coached game. Because whatever game plan where you went into and you said, we need to focus on Goddard, we need to focus on see what we have in Rager and, and Hightower, when your offensive line is completely depleted, your quarterback isn't used to really playing with the, I mean, outside of Goddard. That makes no sense to me. That's why I question what the heck's going on over there. Because that was not a Doug Peterson coach game. That wasn't the coach that I expect. That wasn't the quarterback I expect. But when you look at all these factors, you look at they took away the wide receiver that he has a great connection with. You took away his number one target that he trusts more than anyone and pretty much phased him out of the game. Look, we're all going to kill Zach Gertz for that drop. And again, it was a completely inexcusable drop on fourth down. You don't drop that pass. But you, you targeted him after he's completely have no rhythm. He had no rhythm on that catch. I mean, excuse me, on that drop. That was like his first target since the first quarter. Players got to be in rhythms. And the Eagles phased him out. So who do I... I mean, I'm not going to give all this credit to Zach Ertz still. I think he should catch that pass. But I'm not going to kill him either. They phased him out of the game. And then they phased Deshaun out of the game. Which I thought, personally, that he was hurt. It looked like to me, when he was going out to the sidelines and he was getting checked by the trainers. I thought, I, I could have sworn I saw that on Fox. But if he's telling you that he's healthy, if he's going to practice, if, if and then Doug Peterson even says himself, we had him on a pitch count, then what the hell are you doing? That doesn't make sense. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. You lived without him last season and made the playoffs. Preserving his long-term availability does nothing for you. Especially in a game where you blew a 17-point lead. Let's still preserve him? That makes no sense, especially since against such a weak secondary. So, my eyes are on, like, Doug this week. I, I, I need to see how Doug Peterson rebounds from this game. I do need to see how Carson Wentz rebounds from this game. I'm not completely blaming this whole loss on Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz absolutely takes blame in this loss, along with other factors. Because I thought Carson Wentz probably gave up four sacks himself. After watching the eight sacks, I know people have different opinions. I think, they, I think I saw some people credit him with just two in the offensive line with six. I thought he could have got out at least four of them if he threw it away or was a little smarter with it and made uh, th- the throws in the flat. So I, I credit him with four, but still, he was hit 14 times. The offensive line wasn't getting it done no matter what. But I, I fully blame this loss on Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I think they have to own it together. As much as I want to kill, I, I did kill the defense yesterday, and I want to say that I changed my tune a little bit on today when I realized the, red, the Washington had six of their nine red zone uh, possessions based off of turnovers. That's where I was like, uh, you know, I might go ahead and. I'm sure that number was wrong, too. I, I, I read it really quick. But I know that most of their red zone possessions were based off of turnovers. So now I'm a little not blaming the defense as much, either, for blowing that lead. But, again, I'm this week, huge bounce-back week for the Eagles. I need to see Doug Peterson go into this game against Sean McVay, who is widely known as an offensive genius, who he handles routinely. He plays him well routinely. He outcoaches him in the two games that they play. he's played against him. 
in the few games, I'm unsure if it's just two, but then the few games that he's played against him, he hasn't lost to him. I need to see him channel that Doug. I need to see Carson channel his actual Carson Wentz, the actual player that he is. I need to see him channel that. So those are my quick hits for today, guys. I'll be back tomorrow, most likely, because I don't think we're going to record an episode. But I just wanted to get some stuff out there, get some of my feelings out there, and let you guys all know that I'm looking at Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz to rebound, especially from a, from a game plan, play calling, script standpoint for Doug Peterson to a more calm, cool, quick passes, audibles, whatever you got to do, uh, Carson Wentz next week. I need to see some some of that. I know the offensive line needs to improve, but these are the two factors that I'm looking for into going next week, and I need the defensive line to step up. This is a weak offensive line. This is a super weak offensive line. Given all the injuries, I completely understand it. If Brandon Graham doesn't play, that's a huge blow, uh, especially when you're okay, your defensive ends. Your, your most polished defensive end being Josh Sweat potentially this weekend is not ideal, but I need to see them step it up. This is the matchup where they can thrive no matter what. Malik Jackson can thrive. Fletcher Cox can thrive. Hassan Ridgeway can thrive. T.Y. McGill, if he's called up again and stays up on the active roster, or gets called up to the active roster once again, he can play well. I thought he played well in Washington. Josh White needs to thrive. He needs to continue doing what he's doing. Trenard Avery, anything you can offer at this point, this is the matchup to do it in. This is the where you can finally let Eagles fans know this is why they kept you. Do something. You should do something. The defensive line needs to step up. Doug Peterson needs to get back to himself. Carson Wentz needs to get back to himself. And play to Sean Jackson and Zach Ertz. Put the game plan through your most proven guys. Let Rager, Hightower, let them all adjust. Let them get that in on their own. I mean, Jalen Rager looked like he belonged. He looked like he was a veteran out there anyways. But stick to what you know and let these other guys come in and be the added assets. That's all I'm asking, Doug. That's all I'm asking. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12 powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at K-12.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.